This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning, this is Frida Liu. You're listening to Her Vantage, and this is where we speak to women of influence and leadership. Irene Oma has been involved in the development of AirAsia since joining back in 2006 at AirAsia Digital. Irene has also been a central figure in incubating and growing digital and fintech businesses such as Big Life, Big Pay, Teleport, and Santan. And this also includes transforming AirAsia.com into more than just an airline platform. And of course, Irene Oma is here today. Irene Oma, President Ventures for Capital A, formerly known as Asia AirAsia Group. We're going to hear her thoughts and initiatives in equipping women for the current tech work environment. Good morning, Irene. You know, since joining Air Asia back in 2006, tw- how many years is that, man? Oh boy. Uh, yeah, um, long. <laughs> yeah, very, very long. I you know I, I started January 2006. I think it's almost coming to 18 years. 18 years. Okay, oh, no, 16 years. 16, Sorry, 16 years. years. Okay. Yeah, 16 years. Yeah. Now, you've held many important fo- portfolios, as I mentioned, right, which also includes finance, treasury to field procurement, investor relations. What's some of the important values that have helped you, I guess, thrive in these portfolios? Uh, I think the most important thing is to have an open mind because the business dynamics always change. Um, and to also explore new things, new way to do things, because what worked before may not work next year or in five years' time. Um, and we need to understand what are the assets that we have built within the group and how can we build that better and milk the most out of it and grow into various businesses that could create more value for our shareholders. So to me, it's always have an open mind, always find new ways and um, understand new learning methods or new ideas and innovate um, that's really key right. to be successful. You know, I want to talk a little bit about the uh, Air Asia Academy, right? Which is also something uh, maybe not a lot of people are familiar with, but a little background on what Air Asia Academy is. Yeah. So Air Asia Academy actually started because we needed our own talent in tech when we were going through digital transformation. And I was in charge of those, I think, back in 2017 and so forth. We realized that we needed to restructure the organization because the current organization structure is not conducive for innovation. And we want to uh, build new things and we want to take advantage of the data that we own. I mean, we have over 600 million people uh, in our database. Mm. um, And what can we do with that, basically? So we decided to be more data-driven. We decided that we can be more than an airline. And hence, we decided to build all these non-airline little businesses. We saw the opportunity of new business areas. Um, We saw the opportunity to innovate. Uh, But in order to do so in the speed that we want to, to become a travel and lifestyle Mm. company and build that whole ecosystem, we saw that we needed tech talent mm. and it was very, very difficult to find the right kind of tech talent in this part of the world. So we, end up, we ended up um, building tech centers in Bangalore and in India and we also have a small tech uh, team in Singapore because EDB, uh, the Ec- Economic Development Board of Singapore, um, was very supportive in trying to get all the right tech talent to make themselves to be the hub of ASEAN for data science and cybersecurity and so forth. So what do we do? So we thought that rather than we keep pinching people from all around the world, the data scientists, the software engineers and so forth, we should build our own 
tech talent pipeline. Mm. Just what we did with uh, our Aviation Academy, where we build a pilot a pilot talent pipeline so that we will always have pilots to fly right. the planes and we're not subjected to global shortage of pilots, which happens once in a while. So we decided to emulate that. We work with Google, who's our partner in digital transformation. And we look at like existing tech team. What are they lacking of? Mm. How do we make them world class? That was the first thing that we needed to upskill them. Secondly, as we become more and more data-driven um, and we use more machine learning and AI and so forth, a lot of the non-tech staff will have to be redeployed. So what do we do with them as a responsible employer? Uh, on one hand, we have demand for tech skills. On the other hand, as we become more data-driven, some of them we need to let go. So mm. we felt that they need to be given the opportunity to reskill themselves. So this is what happened just before the first lockdown in 2020. Right. We opened up to our staff and say, any of you who wants to reskill yourself mm. and develop your own tech talent, just, you know, we have developed a co-curriculum that would help you to reskill. And firstly, if you don't have that tech background, we take you to this digital fundamentals program where right. you have an understanding a bit about what data is, what coding is, and what cybersecurity is, and so forth. It gives you a bit of everything of the specialized tech tracks that we're going to provide. And then they give an idea after they have finished that whether they want to become a data scientist or they want to become a software engineer or a cybersecurity expert. So, um, so we gave them the opportunity. And we were very, very impressed to see that there were like thousands of people who sign up. We didn't have any criteria, nothing. We just right. saw them enjoy yourself, have an open mind and be part of this digital journey. Mm. So we had pilots, cabin crew, baggage handlers who signed up. And now we have pilots who can code, cabin crew who understand what cloud infrastructure is mm. and who are more data-driven. And we have baggage handlers become data analysts. And we had one baggage handler who became a data analyst and decided to quit AirAsia and join ShopBack right. <laughs> to become a data analyst. So for us, it's a success because we managed to reskill people uh, to be able to embrace the digital economy, for them to be prepared for the IR 4.0, which is right. quite important. You know the pandemic, right? Of course, that really affected the, the aviation industry. I mean, what was what was you know pertinent for you during that period? I mean, to have that academy and, and to have... Or I guess just generally running the, the organization. Yeah. Running the organization and pivoting in the way that we're doing, um, I mean, that, that takes a lot of guts, a lot of hard work, and there's pain along the way and challenges along the way, but we were determined to, be, to do what we wanted to do. But for me, in helping that digital transformation, um, we are doing this f for the long term. Mm. It's not like suddenly we want to change to become a super app or you know, to become a fintech, uh, have a fintech business and so forth. We are here for the long term to build that ecosystem that will last. Mm. And to me, that means we have to make sure we have the right tech talent uh, that supports that ambition. So having that talent pipeline is key. We need to nurture it and we need to build it and groom that talent so that we will be able to achieve what we need to achieve in pivoting into a travel and lifestyle tech mm. businesses that we have right now. Right. I know you guys had started Ratu Tech, but well, before we get into the what you're trying to do with Ratu Tech, right, um, it, there is 
definitely open secret, not even secret, underrepresentation of women in technology fields, uh, which stands around 35% according to a professor from UTM. Now, what, in your opinion, are the factors contributing to this gender disparity? I think girls or ladies in general probably feel that tech isn't something that's suitable for them. And I, and I think that's a myth, really, right? I mean, it's just like pilot. There wasn't any ambition when we were in school that we want to be a fighter pilot or we want to be a pilot in general yeah. to fly commercial like planes. Cabin crew, yes. Yes, that's as, right. As, yeah, flight attendant, yeah. <laughs> and there's hardly anyone who wants to be an engineer. And they probably think that's more of a job for male, which I think, um, I mean, it's, it's rubbish <laughs> right now, right? I think women can do anything that they want to if they're focused and determined to build that necessary skill sets and capabilities and so forth. So I think it starts from school, opening up their minds to tell them that there are really interesting tech careers out there that they should explore. Mm. Now you see a lot of women in legal firms as lawyers. You see them in marketing, in finance and so forth before there were hardly any women there. Mm. So that's great because during our time, we thought, okay, let's go into investment banking. Let's go into trading. Let's go into become a lawyer uh, and so forth, accountants and all that sort of thing. But now I think it's time for them to open up and say, that's other areas where women can be great at, uh, whether it's digital marketing, whether it's data analytics, um, and also software engineering. and Cybersecurity. Exactly. And I think um, they don't under, probably they don't quite understand that that this field also prov- um, it requires some creativity as well. So it's not just maths and so forth. So and it's quite exciting, really. So uh, it needs to start from school, right? Um, whether it's STEM education or to make them understand that what are these opportunities when you have the skill sets and what you can be and what the career path that you can actually uh, create yourself um, and the possibilities can be global uh, as well. All right. We'll talk a little bit about Ratu Tech and I know why you all ventured into this. I'm here with uh, Irene Omar from Capital A. Stay tuned to Her Vantage BFM 89.9. Free Ministers, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This is Frida Liu. You're listening to Her Vantage, and this is where we speak to women of influence and leadership. I'm here with Irene Omar, President Ventures of Capital A. You know, um, one of the things, uh, you know, you guys have started is this uh, whole concept of Ratu Tech, right? So why, um, and, and why Ratu Tech? Yeah. Why Ratu Tech? Because when I was hiring tech talent to support our digital transformation, ambition, and so forth. And I was looking at all the CVs, and I realized that there's hardly any women applicants. They're mostly men. In the cybersecurity department, there were probably one or two ladies. And in data science, I noticed there are more men than ladies as well. Software engineering is another one. Digital marketing, maybe you could say there's a little bit more ladies in there. So I thought... Why, why is this? Mm. <laughs> um, how can we narrow that gender gap? Because when we first started the airline, right, there were no female pilots. So I think this is something that we can address because we 
decided that when we had our cadet program for pilots, we open up to all gender. We encourage girls after they finish school to just enroll for the cadet pilot program. So now we have... Um, more than 10% of the pilots in AirAsia are ladies, basically. And we're looking at, we are seeing more and more ladies applying. So we felt that let's do something similar to encourage ladies to build their tech skills and to see this as a career opportunity and so forth. So the campaign of hashtag RatuTech, sort of like it's um, something that was built on when I did Hashtag girls can do anything. That was many years ago. So I thought, let's build mm. that campaign. But now we focus just on tech to help people understand, especially ladies and girls, to see uh, where this uh, tech skill sets can bring them to and how it can increase their income base uh, and so forth. And it's actually a career that's also great for ladies, not just for men and so forth. Um, and we decided to also... Um, access or have ladies that are from the B40s category, really because we felt that all this talk about AI and big data and so forth, it shouldn't just be the 1% population that's always talking about it. Uh, the B40s, the people in the rural areas, they should have the accessibility and understanding what this is all about and have the opportunity to learn all the skill sets. So we decided that, okay, let's build the pool for more ladies in this community or in the skill sets that we need to build. Uh, and also let's reach out to those who are underprivileged, mm. uh, B40s all the way up to M40s. Why M40s? Because a lot of them felt that they're stuck in that M40 status. Right. What can they do to get out from that M40 status and what sort of skill sets do they need to do so? So that's how hashtag right. tech came and about. And is this part of the community service or is the idea also adding to your pipeline of talent? Both. Right. Uh, firstly, let's narrow that gender gap. Secondly, let's have more talent coming from you know, the underprivileged ladies as well, um, so that they can see the uh, the full opportunity uh, that they can do with this kind of tech capabilities that right. they, they have. And how many women have you trained? What's the process of applying? Okay. So far, we've trained about 100 ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we did was we slashed the price of the reskilling program by more than 70%. Um, they can apply through our website, irishacademy.com. Uh, we also have sponsors coming in to sponsor uh, the ladies to be reskilled as well. So these are corporate sponsors like... How Cus- much would, would it, the investment be? About 5,500 ringgit mm. to reskill uh, one person. Right. Uh, so that's actually quite cheap in comparison to what the market price is, which is about, it ranges between 7,000 to 18,000, depending on which track that you're looking at to reskill yourself, right? Um, so that's why we slashed it and we said that 5,500 for three months full reskilling program for you to become a data analyst, a, a cybersecurity expert, a software engineer, or digital marketing expert, and so forth, really. And we have corporate sponsors, too, because it helps meet with your ESG mm. um, compliance and so forth. And a lot of the corporates are looking to do this kind of thing, to help the underprivileged, and at the same time, build a 
talent that they themselves could also use um, aside from supplying a pool of talent for in-demand jobs that right. you see these days. Yeah. So I guess the corporate sponsors who sponsor these women, uh, the idea is that they're, then they will employ them? That's the idea. Uh, some will employ them. Some is just to make sure that these women have the access to learning tech and reskill themselves mm. um, and be able to find jobs. Because we do see an in-demand jobs in data analysts and software engineering, digital marketing and so forth. There's a lot of demand, but there's not enough supply. Mm. So we're building that supply so that at least they get employment. And not only they get employment, um, they get a higher income, entry-level higher income. They get micro-credentials as well because the, f- the program that we have, uh, we that's micro-credentials. So at some point in the future, if they want to pursue their studies in MBA or Masters in Data Science and so forth, they can do so and can transfer 18 credits. And they also have professional certifications. So that courses that we provide for that reskilling, they can collect points um, um, where MBOT recognize it mm-hmm. and will be able to get that professional certificate, like what you call the TS title. Mm-hmm. So that's... Um, that's right. also something that they're able to get once they f- fulfill that full reskilling program. Right. So this this initiative will continue until next year? Yes. Right. It does. So uh, you just have to go on the website and, and apply? That's right. Yeah. Okay. And f- apply for those who want to be reskilled and for corporate sponsors who are looking uh, to participate in this program, uh, they can do so at airasiaacademy.com. Have there been any success stories that you'd like to share? Yeah, there has been. I mean, there's quite a few from Sabah and Sarawak from various backgrounds. We have a lady who was a bartender Mm. or a hairdresser and decided to take on this program and now she's doing sales, uh, utilizing her digital marketing skills and so forth. Uh, We have an administrator who uh, decided to go through this program, decided to take data analytics, for instance, Mm and um, became a data analyst also in an e-commerce firm. So there's a lot of success stories uh, here. I mean, there's some who are just want to do better at their job. They were probably in um, human resource, but they want to understand how to understand data. So then they they become a data analyst in human resource itself. So mm. it's a way to be better at your job too. Okay. Um, so... There, are, there have been quite a few success stories. Right. And yeah. of course, we saw a lot of things happening during the pandemic, you know, uh, uh, Capital A venturing into all sorts of things, right, from logistics, uh, uh, food, and then, of course, ride hailing as well, right? What's what's next for Capital A? Oh, I think there are many opportunities. I mean, I do see a lot of things that we can do, but it's a matter of, like, with limited resources that we have, When what do we prioritise first? Uh, so my job is to incubate new businesses. Mm. So we have two new businesses here that we're building. One is the Academy. The Academy is an edutech platform, right. which we feel it can be a global platform. Mm. We have a lot of universities very interested already, like UC Berkeley and Coventry universities and so forth who want to participate in what we're building. Uh, Imperial College is one of them also. And then we have this Muslim portal that we built called Iklas. Mm. Um, uh, it's really to fulfill the day-to-day lifestyle requirement and needs of a Muslim at every phase in life. And right now they're building their Umrah packages as well. Right. We do see many opportunities opportunities 
to bill uh, um, in relation to health tech, for instance, uh, insure tech, uh, which is something that we're working with Tune Protect Group right. um, as well. So there are many other things as well, which I can't really say right now. Um, but when that right time comes, I'd be more than happy to explain more. As you've given us a sneak peek. Huh? <laughs> uh, I was speaking to Irene Omar, President of Ventures of Capital A, and you've been listening to Her Vantage, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.